Hi everybody and welcome to another Steampunk Coffee podcast. As always, we're joined by our sound engineer Cameron, one of our baristas at Steampunk and actor on the side, Toby, who's also rocking a cracking moustache. And we also have the wonderful pleasure to be joined by our terrifying manager, Lewis McKenzie. So thank you, Lewis, for <laughs> being involved in this today. Uh, it's awesome to have you jumping in and getting some of your chat. So how, how, how are you guys getting on? How's your week been? Yeah, week's been all right. Yeah, it's um, been, I was, it's been busy, but it's also gone very slowly. Um, Toby, you used, used a great way to describe it. What was, what was your phrase you used to describe it? Oh, Relent- what was it? I said, I think like you're... relentlessly doing very little, I think. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, I'm, I'm stealing that phrase. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, just busy with, with uni work and, you know, trying to, make the days go by fast really yeah what about you yeah it's weird isn't it i sort of feel well as i said i feel like i'm busy but i'm definitely also working just very inefficiently so i'm sort of uh trying to get things done far more slowly than i would normally do them and the weeks are just getting a bit slower now than they were before but uh but then the weather's better so that's been like a big boost and and the fact that it's not you know it's much milder outside that's been really helpful and lighter as well that's been class the days getting longer make a difference, don't they? Mm, for sure. What about you, Lewis? Yeah. How's your How's your week been? My week has been good. I've painted pretty much everything on a personal level, painted pretty much everything in my flat, and now have moved down to the communal residence area of my car park and taken it upon myself, taken it upon myself to paint the car park. Um, not the floor, obviously, the walls, the pillars. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, it's really hard work. Is this is this inside your flat as well? Have you been painting, or is this just the kind of communal space? Yeah. Outside? So, since like probably the first lockdown started in April, I started painting my flat, like my kitchen and my bathroom, and then um, we've got like a communal sort of almost like a tunnel underneath our flat that all of the residents in our block use for parking, and I decided to. Uh, to give it a wee paint, which is very difficult. What, what colour have you gone also for? Also, colour. Well, I went for white, but I've ordered some more. Uh, I'm going to go for a Vermont grey. Is Gosh. the decision, and then a midstone as well. So me and my. Um, that was uh, um, that was my first lockdown experience. Really, it was like we just moved into a new house, so I spent the first two months of uh, lockdown just scraping wallpaper off every wall in the house and <laughs> I think that was more than enough for a few years I can't be bothered doing any more decorating for, for another wee while but yeah I know I've never thought no, about yeah, I like, remember. painting communal spaces like that it's very <laughs> yeah, generous no, it's, of you it's not pleasant, it is quite generous of me I suppose but <clears throat> at the same time it's yeah it's it's something that you look at every time that you go park somewhere or walk and yeah, you should just, do a, nice a lewis mckenzie mural yeah just like my face yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be lovely <laughs> that wouldn't be wouldn't be creepy at all when you like park your car at winter and uh yeah just multiple lewis faces on the wall of the yeah. car park and then people would definitely know where i live but uh, <laughs> that'd be okay <laughs> i've always thought that edinburgh lacks distinctly in 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 
Edinburgh and yeah, Edinburgh and Leith sort of lack in murals. Per of se. your face, like, specifically. You go to Glasgow. When I lived <laughs> in Glasgow, there was so many. Glasgow has them everywhere. There's so many. Yeah, um, and I love the, them. Do you know the yeah. one at the the top of um, High Street, the one with the guy in the beanie with the wee robin on his finger? Yeah, you know yeah. Yes, that's that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. murals. Love that one. I used to like. It was on I thought you were going to tell us that you did that. Yeah, or something. Same. No, that was no, exciting. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk past that one on the way to uni every morning. So yeah, that was that's my favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, I've so never. You never see wanna... anyone actually doing it. No, no, yeah, I actually, no, I actually did see the person painting that one. I because I walked past oh. that every every um, morning. I I do remember for like a, it was like a period of two weeks him like working on that mural for for the time. That was yeah. Wow! Was just, so you yeah, saw it like that. come to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, so, Lewis, do you want to tell us a wee bit about about yourself? We haven't actually properly introduced yeah. you yet. Yeah, because you haven't. Yeah, you haven't experienced me, I suppose, uh, <laughs> on this. Uh, well, my name's Lewis, Lewis McKenzie. If we're going to get completely official, um, and keep, keep, I am, keep it personal. Suppose in a, you want me to keep it <laughs> yeah, personal, keep yeah. It personal. <laughs> in a sort of professional aspect, I suppose my role at, at Steampunk is the manager. Um, not that I overly like anyone to know that too much, you know, um, just in terms of, you know, I don't really want Karens to come up to me and say that they want to speak to the manager. I tend to leave that for Toby. Send them my way. So, yeah, that's me. I've been at Steampunk for about six years um, and I have a little sort of side hustle as well. So myself and my partner run a coffee cart business, um, generally pre-lockdown, pre-COVID, uh, should I say, we um, would serve espresso-based coffees off our sort of coffee carts at Leaf Market and Stockbridge Market. And um, yeah, that's kind of been an ongoing um, ongoing sort of side hustle uh, ever since starting at Steampunk as well, six years ago. When, when mm. you initially started at Steampunk, Lewis, did you have a interest in coffee? Like obviously coffee is taken up or the coffee industry has kind of taken up a majority of your uh, career since leaving university. And I find what what you did at university is completely different to what what you're doing now. I was wondering if you kind of wanted to explain what was going on when you when you left university and what made you interested in the industry in the first place. Yeah, of course. Um, so I studied outdoor education at university and with the mindset of being uh outdoor instructor um so i uh wanted to basically become an outdoor educator um which is kind of an unusual concept but it's it is a, a huge industry in itself um and i actually did that for a little bit i was a outdoor instructor for a couple of years after uni um which was great fun um, did sort of climbing and kayaking, canoeing, rafting, skiing, etc., etc., which sounds like really amazing and actually sounds like something that I think a lot of people would love to do. But um, there is also an element of that that 
you may enjoy doing these activities, but nine times out of ten, you're taking... Uh, you're not actually doing the activities. You're basically telling people how to do them. So it, it seems like a really, really amazing lifestyle. And I had a really great time in that job. Uh, but I didn't overly see myself as a sort of future going moving forward um, in that industry. And I wanted to keep it as like a personal thing rather than a professional thing. Although saying that since not being an outdoor instructor, I haven't sat in a kayak or a canoe or climbed for about, seven years so yeah uh i just thought it, you know i just thought i'd move on and that's where i came up with the idea of putting a coffee machine on a bike um so yeah. that so the coffee machine on the bike and kind of doing like pop-ups came before working at steampunk or yeah so i actually ended up working at steampunk uh, because I needed, I had built this bike and I decided, in fact, I think the whole idea was I wanted the bike. I didn't actually, and I thought, oh, it'd be really cool to have some sort of shop aspect of having a bike. Uh, this it's it's a, it was a cargo bike. So it was like a, called a Christiania, which is like this real hippie commune in Copenhagen <laughs> who also had made these three wheeled bikes. So it's not like your traditional uh, tricycle. It's got like, instead of having the two wheels at the back, it's got the two wheels at the front and then one wheel at the back. It's really, really Whoa, nice looking. it sounds so um, cool. Super, it looks really cool and it's super romantic in your head to have mm. like a coffee machine and you're cycling around and all this sort of stuff. Um, but so basically I built this bike. I didn't build the bike. I bought the bike and then made like a worktop and put the coffee machine on top and figured it all out and got sort of like into coffee, but kind of still at the same time didn't really know how to make coffee very well and then realized i needed to find some sort of coffee bean supplier found out about steampunk somehow and um then actually ended up getting offered a job there um and then that's how the sort of relationship started i suppose what was i went to go buy coffee and then i ended up with a job what was wow, your what was your that. first job my first job ever or my first job your at first job at steampunk because <laughs> nobody wants to hear my <laughs> cv <laughs> quite boring my first job <laughs> ever at steampunk was um stickering labels onto the wholesale bags of beans so like you've got the kilo bags white kilo bags of coffee and i had to sticker the labels onto the kilo bags so they would go out to the wholesale customers and I did that for five days. And I don't know whether it was because Steampunk got busier or whether I wasn't very good at stickering bags. But then they <laughs> decided that they wanted me to be the, the waiter. So I ended up Probably a that. mixture of both, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, it yeah. I wasn't was very good at the stickering yeah. of the bags. I mean, someone's yeah. got to do because, it. <laughs> yeah, like a week later, they hired like a 15, no 16-year-old kid to do to do the stickering of the bags. And uh, so I think I was I was quite... I was overpaid for stickering bags onto, onto <laughs> yeah, putting stickers onto bags. So they decided to make me work for my money a little bit more. Um, and I didn't actually meet Kath for like a good two weeks after I had started working. And she didn't know that I had a job. So um, yeah, I met her. I walked into work one day and she was sitting out on the terrace having a coffee. And then somebody was like, oh, this is Lewis. He works here. And she was like, what? Really? I, this is like my business. How does he work here? And then. 
she? Uh, wow, I can't imagine uh, that. <laughs> no, I don't think she. I don't think she liked me at the beginning. Um, I think she was kind of like, "Who is this guy?" And, <laughs> and we got to stick her back. So. Yeah, he works yeah. here. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. It's matter how much things have like probably changed during that time, but it feels like uh, I was. I was saying this to not not to any of you, but um, to my my dad the other day how that's like when I joined steampunk I was working there for like six no no like nine months before lockdown hit and now it's been like over nine months since I like the start of lockdown it's amazing to me like how much longer that period of nine months before feels compared to like yeah this last nine months like when I was working there like in there every day that period feels like a significant portion of my life whereas now this just feels like you know are we are we break? chapter yeah it's so weird yeah, isn't it yeah 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 mad how just like your perception of time yeah. is just totally totally off at the moment yeah and lewis when you started then was that Definitely. when uh steampunk was in that building or was it in its previous yeah no steampunk was in that building i think it was very fresh they had only really opened like a month before um, wow. so i think steampunk were in another building um kath always tells me where it is but i I'm just kind of always either forget or or well we yeah. know where the, the um, current one is it so was that's... like in a furniture shop or something like that they did a sort of pop-up in a furniture shop and then it was in the library required... at one point as well wasn't it that's right yeah, yeah. it was in the library yeah, yeah, I remember that. So apart apart from working with all of us, Lewis, what's your favourite part yeah. of working at Steampunk? Oh, good question. That's a tricky one, Pete. I mean, apart from working with all of you guys? I mean... Oh, I mean, I think there is, uh, there is... Do you know what? I got into this industry, I suppose for coffee like because i was like really geeking out about coffee and like you know i felt like it was such a cool thing like you know all of the different avenues that coffee and coffee as a whole has and making coffee and latte art and all this sort of like basically like the sexiness that is coffee um but i'm kind of at the moment i'm like the reason that i actually really enjoy my work in coffee is like people and human interaction so okay yeah there's you guys who are the staff which is like amazing just like having like a little family or like a group of friends but there is also the aspect of like customers and just interacting with people and i think that's also something i took away from obviously i was talking about being an outdoor instructor there you know you always have conversations with people when you're in that industry but there isn't there is an element of that in in specialty coffee or at steampunk where we're always chatting to customers and that's that is probably like my favorite part is is talking to people mm. yeah definitely yeah and um, while we're on the subject of the um the building is it okay to to talk about some of the the changes that are going on right now is that free to go out in the open just yet yeah or... you can talk about it well this is the thing i don't know it's anything no about it yeah i don't know anything <laughs> about it so i'm actually kind of curious to know because you you were in on earlier this week doing some stuff yep. weren't you yeah mm-hmm. um, i was we uh we stripped out the uh we haven't stripped out the bar yet because that's way past our our capabilities or my capabilities anyway but we took the espresso machine and the filter coffee machine out from 
the bar and essentially what's going to happen to the bar is it's everything's going to get taken out of the building downstairs on ground level bar everything that's in the roastery and then we're going to start from scratch and move the bar into a different position Mm. Um, exciting wow. times it's going to be very different very very different is this, because obviously um, like yeah is this all happening all in like the next the next month or so would you think or... yeah i mean monday um i think monday the builders come in and taking the really heavy worktop off and then just dismantling it um, because this is this this will be the one two this will be the second time the bar has been redone when I first started, it was like this concrete bar, um, which was really cool. It was like in a sort of U shape, but you could get in and you couldn't get out. And then, <laughs> really <laughs> cool. Well, no, you could get out. <laughs> sorry, you just stuck there forever. It's like right? catching mice. They go in. That's why Lewis has been stuck for. Uh, he's been there for six, six years. years because uh, <laughs> he's stuck still behind the bar. He's like a mouse in a trap. He's still trying to work out how do I get out of here? You know. <laughs> No, sorry. Yeah, I didn't really explain that very well. You could get in one way, and you had to get out the same way, basically. Uh, yeah, so what an unlike the bar that we eh? have currently, it was a slight inconvenience. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously uh, that got demolished, and then the new bar that's currently there, which is massive, um, which is great, obviously for like social distancing and such for staff members, but it's also like you guys all know you've worked in the bar like you go from one end where you're serving customers to the other end where you know there's i don't know the oat milk is which is <laughs> it's a good like you know eight meters you get those well, steps okay, in. Maybe eight meters is, <laughs> there's a lot of steps right it's a lot of steps and certainly when like steampunk's quite a big building like mm. you want to kind of reduce the amount of steps that you're doing certainly when you're working behind the coffee machine um and, you know, when we open up stairs again, um, going up and down those steps, you know, we want to, yeah, you don't want to have to do 5,000 steps when you're working behind the bar. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. also an element, I guess, of like spacing for customers as well. I mean, we don't know how long that that might be relevant, but certainly creating more of a space when the bar, like at the moment, the bar is so big that it takes up like the majority of the downstairs Oh man, it's like a over a third, right? It's, it's yeah, crazy. It's humongous. It's like having, you know, a studio flat and putting a five seater sofa in there. You know? <laughs> There's no point in that. Like only one person's living there, um, or two people living there. You don't need a five seater sofa. Yeah. 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 I've got a question for you, Liz. Just, this is all aimed at me. I didn't realize. It oh yeah, well, it's it, we, it was the majority of the talking or our chat. Yeah, <laughs> I know we are we're hot seating you because we've we've kind of uh, yeah, uh, as you say, Cameron, we've run out of options between us. Um, but no, I was thinking, Kath <laughs> often tells or talks about when she first tried um, a single origin coffee in Starbucks, and if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was an Ethiopian, and it was the first time that I think sort of almost like the penny dropped for her that she was interested. Um, yeah, in like more specialist coffee. And I just wonder whether there's a moment for you where you were like, oh, like this is more than just like, yeah, like your Nescafe at home. Like, was yeah. there, a, do you kind of have a, a specific memory or was there, you know, you talk about like the sexiness of coffee. Like, was there, yeah. was there a moment or have you always just kind of appreciated it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think everyone's probably had that sort of moment. And I actually... 
it's so cliche when I'm about, I'm about to say this. It's so cliche. Everyone <laughs> says it. I had, <laughs> I think Scotty also has had this had this experience because I think he was working at the same time. When I first started making coffee at Steampunk, um, uh, we were encouraged to drink like loads of espresso, loads and loads of espresso. And after drink, like, and then I got really good at like, I just say there, I got really good at drinking espresso. It's really <laughs> you don't have to do much. You just have to open your mouth. And <laughs> the what a what a flex! What a flex! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty professional at drinking espresso. Um, no, like just tasting it and seeing, you know, with your dialect and stuff. But yeah, so the moment that I kind of was like, oh wow, this stuff is is uh, super tasty and super amazing was, and here's the cliche part. It was an Ethiopian coffee. I think it was like a Guji. Um, and it was, I had it with a flat white. And it was at that moment that I was like, wow, how does this thing, this flat white that normally tastes kind of like quite hazelnutty, why does that taste like strawberries and cream? Like this isn't mm-hmm. right. Um, but it's also so right at the same time. And it was that moment that I was like, oh, wow, this is like so fruity so tasty so delicious that i was like you know you can get amazing things out of this and um, mm, that's kind of the the wake-up call that there's so much going on yeah i think so i think that was it yeah just having like yeah just trying i don't know yeah i i suppose that was probably the sort of more defining moment of my sort of shall we say career in coffee where i was coffee like oh, wow, this epiphany yeah it doesn't have to just taste like the standard sort of traditional coffee taste it can be something that's like a little bit different i always kind of liken it to my experience with like craft beers and such like for so long i used to just like drink tenants and i like i really like tenants you know it's a nice lager like blah 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 um or like i'd always have like a budweiser when i was younger but then once i sort of started moving into sort of craft beers i was like oh okay well how can this taste like a pineapple even though there's no pineapple in it you know without trying to sound too too pretentious there i thought you were about no. to um disrespect tenants there i was about to get a bit heated i know there. i think we were, we were all getting a <laughs> shuffle oh, to the I edge of my never, seat there. i would never ever disrespect tenants no way i love I have, a bit of um, vitamin t i feel since because like i do have like you know the occasional zoom chats with friends and everything on the weekend nowadays i feel like because i'm not spending so so much money in like the pub on pints that i do just like often spend a lot more money in tesco on like the nicer nicer beers that are available that's just like i spend maybe like double what i would beforehand it's just it's getting really wow (laughs) double yeah people are doing that with coffee as well which is interesting and like just tying it all back like i think because people are drinking coffee less out because uh, a lot of people are working from home and stuff like we've obviously seen our coffee coffee bean sales have increased quite a bit throughout lockdown because everyone's and yeah, people are buying more brewing kit as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just making sure that you're enjoying a totally. nice cup at home because you're you're le- spending less out and about or there's less places to go to or whatever Mm. yeah or just yeah just kind of like not even necessarily spending more money but finding out the sort of brands that you like or you know the the companies that you appreciate the yeah, taste sure. and, and what they do is yeah mm. it's it's 
So yeah, that um kind of leads on nicely to like that. I'm quite interested to know that the answer to this question, what everyone's like most looking forward to after kind of you know we're through with lockdown. What's the um what are the the places you're buzzing to go to? Anyone want to go first? Whew. Toby, you look itching to tell. Well, I just feel like it's so broad, isn't it? I sort of thought I knew exactly what I wanted to say. You just want to do everything. You want to go everywhere. (laughs) Kid in a candy store, literally. I want (laughs) to, like, even just like, I keep passing museums that are closed and I really want to go into museums. I'd love to go to the (laughs) cinema. I'd love to go to the theatre. I would like to just browse shops that I'm not even looking to buy anything in. Um, Go Mm. to the pub. Go clubbing although now i'm thinking like now there's a date on clubs opening in england i'm like oh it's, it's not a picture. real date come on it's just yeah <laughs> well i mean yeah. we'll see we'll, we'll see. see we'll see yeah <laughs> but i can't see myself in a club um oh yeah no there's gonna have to be like a kind of like rehabilitation kind of like you're gonna have to like hold my yeah. hand as like yeah <laughs> yeah all right yeah. Toby, we're going past the bouncer come on okay into an empty room. venue and then yeah. just introduce people into the room like slowly yeah. like, one by one. <laughs> <laughs> oh nobody likes an empty nightclub you guys ever walked into one? Oh yeah i went so into bongos and you're like be, the only people they can be awful and then you can just be like with a group of people that just like thrives in like an empty nightclub and it's just really fun <laughs> So you got the place uh, to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, it's one oh, of the things that like... I'm most looking forward to is just loud music, like really mm. loud music. If it's like a gig or a nightclub, I just, I miss, you know, going to bed with ringing in my ears. That's the thing that I'm, <laughs> I'm most missing. And also like not being in control of the music. Mm. Like at the moment, it's always, I'm putting music on that I go on and like choose or whatever, but like being somewhere where there's loud music that you're not selecting each song, like. I feel, it's interesting you say that. I feel I've done that in my own sense because in the last year I've like transitioned to listening to like, um, to to radio a lot more than like Mm. my own Spotify, which is maybe actually like partly for that reason. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. I get what you mean. It is nice just the kind of like unexpected and surprise of surprise of that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Pete, what have you got? Is there anything uh, top of the list for you? I want to go away. I want to want to get some serious sunshine and a bit of heat. Uh, <laughs> Ibiza, here we come. I need, I need, I need not necessarily Ibiza, but I do need some uh, need some sunshine, some warmth in my life. Um, mm. That sounds like I'm very upset and depressed, but that's not the case. <laughs> I, uh, I just, um, yeah, it would be nice to just go somewhere, go somewhere. Somewhere new. very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of break yeah. with what we've seen for the past. Without having to, but who knows? I don't necessarily think that'll be happening in the foreseeable future because I think you have to kind of consider, well, what's the place that you're going to? What is there? restrictions yeah. look like and what's sensible yeah. and things you know so but uh no i think you're right toby it's funny that you said like going into a store without thinking do i really need to go in this store you know or, yeah. uh, even like uh like when i the few occasions that i was in edinburgh um when 
rules were less restrictive. It was like almost felt a little bit guilty going to bars and stuff because I was like, I don't re- I don't really like can't need really justify be, yeah. like my need to yeah. go to to go to a bar, but um, I think it's important. Yeah, like just looking forward to getting back to that normality because as soon as you start doing that multiple times, it's just going to feel like things get back to normal, you know, um, mm-hmm. which will be nice. Yeah. Lewis, what's your, what have you, what are you itching to do? Oh man, I'm going to sound so like, uh, it's not per se like somewhere I want to go. Like I, like I've got a bunch of nieces and a nephew and I just want to, I want to be able to see them. Like there's a group that I haven't seen a, a group of them uh, from one side of my family. I haven't seen them in like a year, over a year. I mean, obviously I've seen them through Zoom and stuff, but it would just be lovely to see them like face to face in my family. And then my sister lives like maybe an hour's drive away from here. And she's got like a little, uh, a little niece and a, well, two nieces and a, and a nephew. And um, I just kind of really want to see them. And yeah, just get like in there as the well. the thing that I want to do. Like, I just want to, oh, totally. And not like have to, you know, worry about that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, the risk of sounding a bit sort of like, oh, how dare you guys choose very capitalist <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see the sunshine while I've got family to see. Um, yeah, no, 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 I should have said, <laughs> Granny, I'm coming straight for you when I can. I'll, yeah, I'm, no, we're not... Uh, but only if you I'm, live in Tenerife. I'm coming, up, Thanks, I'm coming up the road, yeah. Uh, my, my, my Granny, yeah. you, you don't need the to go can come transatlantic. To with us. She's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my 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 granny's Ibiza days are long gone. She yeah. she she's got some good pictures from Ibiza though. She's got mm-hmm. she did her she did her time over there. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of, a couple of uh, tattoos maybe. No, she's not got any tattoos, but uh, she's got some she's got some good pictures of her and the donkeys in Ibiza. Um, <laughs> some good old school film. I was gonna say, uh, Liz, like uh, just to bring a. <laughs> the questions back to you again um, <laughs> I'm interested yeah. to know because it kind of sounds like you've gone almost full circle you know that you you got this bike uh, and you were working out um, getting how to get a supplier uh, to mm-hmm. supply your coffee bike setup and now you have your own like established side hustle like your own thing mm-hmm. um which is in, in, i i get you're obviously going to be better at explaining it than me but it's kind of like pop-ups and involves setting up in markets and, and stalls and things so i was wondering if you want to kind of explain how that's been affected by the current climate and is it something that you're looking forward to getting back into in the coming coming months yeah i would um i am looking forward to it i am like kind of missing making coffee and speaking to our regulars at the market um just at the moment just because obviously like we aren't a self-contained shop in our own right um there's a little bit of there's more to like us coming back when it when it involves the market um so obviously the main market that we do is leaf market on a saturday um 
and there's other traders there and so it's it's all about sort of space spacing and, and such so um for us to return to the market at the moment we just don't see it as as the safest thing for us to be doing um in terms of like queues and such because it just takes us a little bit of time to um i suppose with prepare being, our drinks. with being like a pop-up there is a bit more flexibility not having like a like the kind of restrictions of a building though as well isn't there yeah totally like we've always been yeah we've always served coffee outside like you know unless it's been like a pop-up in a shop or whatever um but yeah so it's it's always been outside um which is quite interesting like when yeah there's like it's like all of the coffee shops at the moment they had like sit-ins and stuff and now they're all doing takeaway it was amazing like when the easing of restrictions like it was so difficult to get your hands on takeaway coffee cups because everybody was buying them um <laughs> just super super annoying well not annoying i mean we're all we're all in the same boat there um but yeah so we haven't overly had to change any aspects of our business uh, at the market because we've always been takeaway exclusively takeaway and outside um but there are elements that we had to change in terms of our queuing and such and uh we've kind of like uh we kind of just like made the decision after this after um after Christmas, just to sort of take it easy with reopening our our uh, market stall um, set up and just you know take it slowly um, and then come back when we feel that it's it's safe for us to do so for our for our respect and for our regulars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard, isn't it? And also, we the... don't have like you know we don't have the elements of like rent to pay or whatever. Yeah, we've got we've got bills to pay, obviously, but um we don't have like these huge storefront rents to pay or or whatever. Um so we can be like a relatively flexible in comparison to to like a, a bricks and mortar sort of setup. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? Because businesses are having to decide between serving and like protecting you know, staff and customer welfare. It's like, it's like quite strange. Yeah. Obviously when the government's just like, oh, everything has to shut down and that's like really clean cut, but it kind of moves into this gray area where you are almost having to decide like from a well-being perspective yeah. about things. It's it's really complicated, so I have to say. Like, and you, I know you as well as Kath, like you've both been really ethical for both customers and, and staff, but it's, it's just, and it's commendable because it's just, it's tough decisions deciding between keeping a business afloat and, and potential income that will keep the business open. Um, yeah. Versus well-being. It's kind of a horrible position to, to put businesses. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's really horrible for all, all business owners like to have to make these decisions and, you know, these decisions are based on different circumstances for each, for each business owner, I suppose. Um, yeah. And, and, I don't think it's right to really judge um, other business owners for what they do or don't do or whatever, like, you know, because everyone's in totally different circumstances. Everyone's just trying to figure it out, really. That's Yeah, totally. And there's, you're right. It's not clean cut. It's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Total gray area. It's a challenging position for business owners to be put in. So no, that's like you say, no judgment. I think everyone has, has had to find their own way through it. Yeah, totally. Totally.
So, uh, so what are you drinking at the minute, Cameron? Um, so after the, the cupping session, like two weeks ago, um, basically like Kath handed me like several bags with every coffee that we, we like currently are roasting and they all had like what they were written on them. And I then cut off the tops and during the cupping, like put the wee bit, I cut off the top underneath, like next to my cups. So I knew which one was, which, which I was tasting. <laughs> I then put I then put the bags with like the remaining remaining like forty or fifty grams of coffee beans to the sides just to get them out of the way. I totally didn't realize that they were all just in one big pile with nothing to indicate which one's which. Oh no! So for the past, it's actually turned into quite a fun quite a fun exercise because every day <laughs> I just pick out one at random. Um, brew it up and then try and guess which one it is. And I think I've I think I've cracked it. I think I've got pretty good at guessing which ones which. Because it was the Guatemalan, the Burundi, <laughs> and the Bale Mountain, right? Yeah, yeah. The Gua- So the Guatemalan. If I don't think it's if I just if it just tastes like a really like classic cup of coffee, I think it's probably the Guatemalan, because yeah. Um, the. Uh, uh, the Kashambu's you, you can always tell which one's the Kashambu because it's distinctly like nutty. The Bale Mountain, I can always distinctly tell that. And the Burundi just tastes completely bizarre, so I always know which one the one that one is. But yeah, it's been a it's been a fun coffee tasting exercise to just basically have a lottery of what coffee I'm tasting every morning. Russian roulette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only did what every... at what point did you realise that you had messed up? <laughs> like during during the cupping session basically <laughs> i was just tasting the coffees and then looked over and was like oh that's just a big pile of coffee now <laughs> <laughs> oh what have i done <laughs> oh no oh, wow. i love that <clears throat> well uh what about yourself toby have you been drinking anything nice been brewing in any different ways dabbling in any different milks i don't know yeah well i last time we spoke i think was when we talked about the AeroPress, and I hadn't really used the AeroPress at all at that point. Um, so I've since been using the AeroPress, partly because I've run out of Kalita filters, so I need to pick some up. Um, and out of the Kalita and the AeroPress, I actually think I prefer the Kalita, and I'm not really sure why. I think partly I enjoy the process um, more. I also quite like just how the Kalita like looks and feels, which is probably a very, like... Um, aesthetically driven um preference but I, I agree actually i i remember like a few episodes ago like i picked up the Kalita too and i it was like the favorite my favorite technique that i've i've used so far actually um yeah no i agree with that i saw your there was a wee picture of your your setup on the instagram you literally had every single brewing method <laughs> i know <laughs> it, it must be said i've been i've been lent stuff by steampunk so i don't just uh don't just own every <laughs> every piece that's available to man i was um, thinking wow toby toby's been very busy for our next podcast yeah i've been yeah. trying it all um yeah no so the I think also, I don't know if it's the size of the cup or I'm not sure, but the AeroPress for me it makes it quite a strong and a slightly shorter coffee. And I prefer slightly longer, slightly cleaner, um, not quite so, um, like it's just a bit too strong for me through the AeroPress. So but that's like a personal preference. Um, and I've been drinking the Burundi and the Bale Mountain um, 
kind of swapping between the two, which is nice. I know what you mean though. It's kind of, the Burundi's kind of a crazy one, um, mm. but the Bell Mountain mm. just always tastes amazing. And I think it tastes great just on, on through the Kalita, just lovely, light, oh, it's yeah. just banging. It's just banging. It is tasty. That's another element to add to to Cameron, sort of um, not knowing what coffee he's brewing for the day. Like you could, once everything's over, Toby, you need to brew it on one of your 10 different brewing methods. <laughs> and Cameron has to, one, choose what type of coffee it is, and two, what method it was brewed on. And then oh. that would really train your palate. And yeah. once once you're getting it all right, then you just like, kind of like Doctor Who style, like, light up and spin around in the air and, and unlock the next level of yeah, coffee. You've just completed coffee. Coffee. Yeah, you've completed Yeah. <laughs> Steampunk completed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, Nirvana. Um, uh, what about, what about Lewis? Yourself, what have Lewis? you got? I am, um, when I was in Steampunk the other day, I took I took some coffee and I had Guatemalan this morning. Um, on my Mocha Master, I've gotten really lazy and just having Mocha Masters recently. Um, but uh, that's what it's uh, for. Really. There's yes. nothing lazy about it, I suppose. It's just, it's just you know, it's just like it's easy. Don't have to, you know, boil the yeah. kettle. It's got its own boiling in it. Don't have to uh, get the pouring kettle out or anything like that. So, um, yeah, but I, but the Mocha Master, there is a downfall with it. Like you do drink copious amounts. Like I have probably had about a liter of coffee every day this week. Do you feel it? I've got a question for you. Do you feel it? Because on the Mocha Master, you've got like, it's got like the little kind of uh, levels, right? Yeah. So that's one over one, right? Yeah. Because it's a bit like in Spinal spinal Tap when they've got like the amplifier that goes up to 11. Like (laughs) the Mocha Master goes up to one and a quarter. (laughs) So like, um, so I never know if anyone, is is it it Spinal Tap? I've not yeah, actually seen it. I'm telling you, referencing yeah. a film I'm not seeing. Yeah. So the shame, shame on me. But um, but yeah, so I, I never turn the mocha master up to one and a quarter or whatever. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone more than one liter. I don't know what happens if it. No, if it does, no. But, next um, level. Yeah. Next level. Um, yeah, but it's all too easy to brew so much coffee. So thank you guys for joining in this conversation. Uh, and also thank you, Lewis, for joining us. In this for bearing the brunt chat. of all our questions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, we really appreciate you joining. And um, make sure if you're listening to this and you're enjoying these chats that you subscribe and let us know where you're listening to it by sharing a picture or a screenshot in the Instagram uh, also, it's important to highlight that we've got a really good blog that can be accessed through Steampunk Coffee. Uh, there's some really nice articles about how people's years looked the last 12 months, uh, recipes and lots of information about our different coffees on the website too. And also all our coffees can be ordered in a subscription if that's of interest. So... Thank you for listening and uh, hope you have a good week. Yeah, thanks a lot. See you all later. Thanks, everyone. Bye.